Welcome back to The Daily Poem. I'm David Kern, and today is Tuesday, March 9th, 2021. Today's poem is by Wendell Berry. He's been on this podcast a time or two. You know, if you're a long-time listener, you know we love him. He was born in August of 1934 and is, of course, a novelist, an essayist, an environmental activist, a cultural critic, and a farmer, in addition to being a poet. He's uh, highly awarded and highly thought of one of the the most beloved among the uh, living American poets. And today's poem is a poem that was published in 1994. It's one of his Sabbath poems, and it's just labeled number three. It begins with the epigram, he must be born again. That's in parentheses for those of you who just want to kind of imagine what it looks like. The poem is based on King Lear, and this is how it goes. I'll read it, and then I'm going to share some of Barry's own thoughts on that play, and then some of my thoughts on the poem, and then uh, read it one more time. I think of Gloucester, blind, led through the world to the world's edge by the hand of a stranger who is his faithful son. At the cliff's verge, he flings away his life as of no worth, the true way lost, his eyes two bleeding wounds, and finds his life again and is led on by the forsaken son who has become his father, that the good may recognize each other and at last go ripe to death. We live the given life, and not the planned. So this is a poem inspired by Shakespeare's tragedy, King Lear. In that play, there's a character named Gluster, who is captured by his enemies because of the treacherousness of his illegitimate son, Edmund. And he is, his eyes are put out, he's blinded, and then he's cast out into the wilderness. Meanwhile, Gloucester also has another son named Edgar, and Edgar has been overthrown by his illegitimate brother, Edmund. Gloucester thinks that Edmund is dead, so Edmund goes in hiding. He goes uh, undercover as poor Tom or Tom of Bedlam. Edgar, dressed as Tom, then finds his father, Gloucester, and guides him, guides him out, you know, guides him to safety. And at one point, Gloucester says, take me to the cliffside. Or as Barry puts it, take me to the verge of the cliff that I can throw myself off. There's nothing left to live for. At which point Edgar convinces him not to and eventually reveals who he is. And then Gloucester, he offstage, I I believe offstage, he dies out of happiness that Edgar is still alive. Ultimately, Edgar goes on to great things in this play and Edmund less so. This is a poem that is contemplating that, that play. And Barry has an essay called The Uses of Adversity, which was published in the Sewanee Review uh, a while back. And there's a couple passages that I want to read from this. You can find this, this essay on JSTOR if you have an account or want to, I think you can get a hundred free articles or something like that if you sign up. And there's a few paragraphs that I want to read to you that this essay really gets into. And, and it, if you want to really dive deep into this poem, you can read this whole essay because it talks about the epigram and it's um, being from the Gospel of Matthew. And it really digs deep into this play and then also as you like it. So if you're interested in either of those things, I highly recommend this very learned, very readable essay. But Barry writes this, quote, Immediately after the terrible scene of his blinding, we find that Gluster is not after all alone. He is helped first by an elderly servant who, in the little he tells of himself, answers exactly to the description of the old Adam of As You Like It. Oh, my good Lord, I have been your tenant and your father's tenant these fourscore years. 
And then he is helped by Edgar in the guise of Tom Obedlam, or poor Tom, who is in fact his father's faithful servant, guide, and teacher, and who at last saves him from despair. And then a little bit later in the essay, Barry is talking about the the nihilism, a couple of nihilistic lines that are put out into the poem, into the play rather. And he writes this, A second expression of utter despair needing some comment is Blinded Gluster's accusation against the gods in Act 4, Scene 1. This phrase, the gods, is in keeping with a parliamentary proscription of the use of the word god on the stage, which the Puritans thought to be blasphemous. And so Gluster was reduced to blaming the Greek and Roman deities. He says, As flies to wanton boys are we to the gods, they kill us for their sport. Gluster says this just after he has met Edgar as poor Tom. From now until Gluster's death, Edgar's ruling purpose is to save his father from despair. Gluster's sentence, while avoiding the appearance of blasphemy so fearful to the Puritan politicians, is authentically blasphemous as Edgar understands. It is blasphemous, desperate, and perfectly self-centered. It is self-pity in extremists, driving him to say what he can hardly bear to say and cannot know. To save him from despair is to save him from the death of a poor, bare, forked animal, reduced to the self-indulgence of self-pity. And by the end of the Gluster story, Edgar has led his father to a proper care for his life and to the proper submission to divine will. Edgar's service to Gluster is clearly to be understood as redemptive, and he is not being frivolous when he says that his father died smilingly between the two extremes of joy and grief. End quote. And so here we are in this poem with Barry contemplating this, this uh, complex play. And he says that he thinks of Gluster being led through the world to the world's edge by the hand of a stranger who is his faithful son. We have all these doublings, all these inversions. We have the stranger who is the faithful son. We have the life that is, has no worth. We have the true way which is lost, but then the life that is found we have the father being led by the forsaken son who has then become the father. And then in the end, there is a reconciliation such that the good may recognize each other and at last go ripe to death. So we have all these, this, this interesting contemplation of this classic Shakespearean play, right? And that's all well and good. It's actually, it's fascinating. It's a very well done, well-crafted little poem. We get an end stop. We get a period after that. And we get one more line one more sentence that caps this poem off in classic Barry fashion, but in such a profound way. We live the given life and not the planned. I read this line as a counter to the despairing nihilism that Gluster uh, expresses and that Barry calls out, points out in his essay. The first nine lines of this poem are about King Lear and, and they're, they're deep and they're rich, but they're also about Gluster and his son and Shakespeare and they're very literary. The last line is for us. The last line is a coda. It's, it's, a, it's marching orders. It's an encouragement. But I don't think that it's trite or saccharine. I think the idea is that we can push back against that nihilism. We can push back against the hopelessness, we can push back against the verge of the cliff by sons becoming fathers to their fathers, by strangers becoming faithful sons, by being the guide for the blind, by even in our own most despairing moments coming alongside other people. In short, it's 
it's certainly a little oversimplified to say that it's a poem about neighborliness, but I think that it probably is. And it's about the connection between hope and being a neighbor, being a good neighbor. So I'll read it one more time uh, and have another poem for you tomorrow. You must be born again. I think of Gloucester, blind, led through the world to the world's edge by the hand of a stranger who is his faithful son. At the cliff's verge, he flings away his life as of no worth. The true way lost his eyes to bleeding wounds and finds his life again and is led on by the forsaken son who has become his father, that the good may recognize each other and at last go ripe to death. We live the given life and not the planned. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. Be back tomorrow with another poem for you.